0: You're listening to The Beltway Briefing, a podcast from Cozen O'Connor Public Strategies with perspectives from both sides of the aisle. Now for political insight and strategy, let's get started with your hosts, Howard Schweitzer and Mark Alderman.
1: Guys, good morning. It's uh, Tuesday, July 21st, an unusual Tuesday morning edition of The Beltway Briefing. Although. Maybe we're going to go midweek here for the rest of the summer. We'll see. That's how we began. We're back to our roots. We'll see what our cadence is. Mark, we've obviously been uh, a little bit busy the last four or five months. A little bit busy. (laughs) Hence the weekend switch. So, guys, here's where I want to start this morning. I actually want to go back four years. Mark, going into the 2016 election, the polls were all over the place they were from tide to hillary way ahead maybe not quite as far ahead in the polls as the former vice president is today but but there were some significant gaps why 4 years ago d- did the polls get it so wrong well because but- obviously the question i'm trying to ask is sure. are they right this time We'll find out in uh, 100 days and
0: and change, although, as we keep saying, we aren't going to know on November 3rd because all the mail-ins will take a week to count. But let me go back to the the comparison, and Jim will remember this well. We were uh, doing this in real time four years ago, Jim. Hillary never had a double-digit lead over Trump ever in the entire campaign, and certainly not at this point. She was a couple of points ahead. And Hillary never had more than 50% ever in the entire campaign. So it's statistically significantly different for Biden now. He is over 50% nationally, he's over 50% in Pennsylvania. He is double digits ahead in, in a lot of polls, a lot of places. So it, as wrong as the polls may have been last time, I'm going to come back to that in one second, uh, they'd have to be really, really wrong this time for it to come out uh, with Trump's reelection. Now, it, we have 100 plus days. And those polls could swing, but I don't think I don't think there's any chance that they are that wrong at this point in in the cycle. Uh, last time there was a lot of movement right at the end. There was the the Comey letter and more, and Trump ended up winning uh, by seventy thousand votes over three states. So I'm not defending the polls. They were wrong last time, but they weren't 10 points wrong, which they would have to be for this to be wrong. That's, that's yeah, my story. I,
1: I think
2: Mark's right. I think the polls are worse this time, This certainly this time of year, than they were the last time. Um, I do think that in Pennsylvania, you know, it's pretty consistent as to where it was the last time. She was over fifty percent in Pennsylvania, um, and I, I think we really have to look at this state as a bellwether because um, it's so vitally important for both sides. Um, more vitally important, I think, for the Democrats than it is the Republicans, because I think there's a path without it, but there's no path for the Democrats if they lose Pennsylvania. So I really think it comes down to it's really going to come down to this state, and right now I think there's a double there is a double digit lead i think it's more real around 8 at this point in pennsylvania and like mark said there's a lot of game to be played and you know once these two candidates are up on stage with one another or however they're going to do it um we'll see how the public reacts
1: i guess i hear you but my original question was why because Why is it different this time? No, why were the polls wrong? And I think the polls were wrong because people wouldn't admit that they were going to pull the lever for Trump.
2: I think that's right. I think that's right. I think there's a lot of that going on. And uh, I also think that a a lot is going to be determined by the suburbs. And, you know, in Pennsylvania, you're going to have a lot of Blue-collar Democrats, we've talked about that time and time again. I think they're more likely to say they're for Trump. I think your suburban folks and even suburban Republicans aren't willing sometimes to say they're with Trump. So I think there is some of that, but like Mark said, I think at this point in time, there's not that much of it. And I think the the polls are leaning in Biden's favor right now, but. There's plenty of time.
0: Look, the, the polls were wrong last time, but not so dramatically as, as to be a comparison. The, the popular vote was aligned with the polls. It was a little lower than the national polls, but not a lot. So yeah. they didn't get the popular vote statistically wrong. It was margin of error. They got uh, a couple of swing states wrong. But again, by a handful
2: of votes, right? And, and it's going to be—I I think it's going to be those swing states again that are going to be the key here. And I, I think the national polls are kind of a waste of time in this election. The state-by-state state polls are the most important. And look, I'm troubled by Georgia, and I, I hope the president's campaign team is troubled by Georgia, and I, I hope that they're looking at that yeah. closely and saying, okay. How do how do we how do we turn how do we turn that?
0: See, I I gotta say, Jim, I, Georgia is fool's gold for Democrats. We we always talk about how Georgia is is going to go blue. Hillary made a terrible mistake sending resources to Georgia and ignoring Wisconsin. Oh,
2: I, I hear you, but I, I just I think it's it's an so, alarm bell for the Republicans.
0: But you could uh, yeah I. I I'm hoping Biden doesn't get distracted by the fool's gold of Georgia. But what's significant is that whereas four years ago in the six, seven, eight swing states, it was much closer in the polls than it is now. And I keep saying 100 plus days to go. And some of them were actually leaning Republican. This time, what you are seeing is across the map, not just swing states, but Georgia, Texas, and and more. Right now, this country is rejecting Donald Trump's leadership. That isn't to say he can't win. Of course he can. But on July 20, whatever this is, 21st, at 1025 a.m., Across the country, Donald Trump's leadership has been rejected. And maybe I, don't,
2: I was paying more attention. The I mean, I, I don't. I, maybe it was just because I was at the convention the last time. We weren't in COVID, but I, I mean, it seemed yeah, like yeah. We, we were there
0: we, too, Jim. We were talking. We were, talk, we we were talking
2: about Supreme Court nominees. We were talking about immigration. We were talking about kind of this forward with thing. Drain the swamp. Pick the messages that worked, right, at the end of the day. And and exit polls showed that the Supreme Court was really important um, to that election. I'm not hearing any of that out of the campaign in terms of what we're looking at in terms of message. And that needs to change.
1: There are two messages out of the campaign, schools and police.
2: Yeah. Well, look, I I think the police thing is a message. And I think it's a pretty good one for them. You know, in terms of the democratic response and overreach on on the issue of defunding the police and the fact that they came up with the with the words defund the police is is just not politically astute for the Democrats. I think we can agree yeah. on that mark
0: I think defund is a bad word. It's not what is meant to begin with, but just look at at uh, Chris Wallace and Donald Trump on Sunday talking about Joe Biden's position, it isn't sticking. It isn't going to stick that Joe Biden is for defunding the police. It isn't going to stick that you won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. In our party, as you guys know, the pull is the other direction, that Joe Biden and his crime bill were a mistake and that Joe isn't strong enough on police reform nothing is sticking right now for the simple reason that we've been saying on this podcast and 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 it isn't going to change there's only one issue there is one issue this election is a referendum on Donald Trump's handling of the coronavirus crisis and right now notwithstanding law and order and invoking the spirit of George Wallace um in a week, by the way, where John Lewis uh, died, and we shouldn't forget to honor him in this in this podcast. But right now, it's not sticking because Never, we're going the wrong God, way. I hope
1: we're I going hope the wrong that. way
0: on the virus and all the ranting about schools. Isn't it just look. isn't moving the needle? Well, look, well I look, think Mark on the other side look. of
2: that. I really hope that that your party keeps saying this is just a referendum on Trump. Because if that's the message, Trump's going to win. Trump's well, going
0: to win. I seriously doubt that if that's the message, he wins regardless. But that isn't the message. That's the reality.
2: Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't. I I think if you're resting on your laurels as as a no, party, no, no. Trump's got nothing to run. What is Trump running on? we my fear yeah, Mark, is I that we don't understand. I think the defund the police is a good one, and Tim, I think
0: my it, it's, fear. My fear is that's that we can him an issue. Right now, Trump has nothing to run on. He can't run on the economy. He certainly can't run on the coronavirus response. Law and order is not working. hes It's just an appeal to the racist base. We all know that. But, that's, that's but not really we're going to hand you disagree him an issue
2: with the defund the police. We're going to hand well. him an issue.
0: Oh. Well, my concern is that we hand him an issue with defund the police. That is a ridiculous word. I, I'm with you on
1: that. Well, I I think that, um, I mean, look, Biden is a less polarizing figure than uh, Hillary Clinton was by a mile. So, So he's much more likable. He doesn't offend people. kind of naturally like she did. Um, She should have won and she didn't and she didn't because people don't like her. I mean, it's a big part of it. I think Joe is um, I think people have questions about whether he's still a hundred percent. But I don't think people care whether he's a hundred or 80 and it seems to be working to stick him in the basement and, let Trump beat himself, Jim. I mean, Trump—he's doing a poor job. He's doing a poor job, in my opinion, of handling this this crisis. Um, he's done a poor job. He's doing a poor job. The messaging is wrong. It changes every day. It's it's been terrible.
0: But we're going back to the briefings, which is a
1: right gift, that'll a that'll gift go well to the Biden campaign. But at the same time, Mark, I don't think. And I know our loyal listener, Brian Flaherty, will appreciate (laughs) me being on both sides of the fence. Um, I don't think that uh, it's right to say that this country is rejecting Trump's leadership. I don't think it's right to talk about a racist base. I think he is clearly playing on people's, look, there's racism in this country there are people who are racist that are part of his base. And I know you didn't mean to suggest that his no, entire is base it. is racist, but I I think there are, you know, there are a lot of people out there in the heartland who are happy with Donald Trump, who think he's done a good job. I don't, but they do. And it's a mistake. And I hear it more and more every day from my democratic friends, it's a mistake to act like either this thing is in the bag, oh, or
0: of course, of course. Is, I mean, for, or the country. Oh, I talk has, yeah, this every is about day. This I, is talk, I talk every day, all day, to our friends in the Biden campaign, and their greatest. Fear is complacency. It's exactly what you're saying. They, their greatest fear is that people think it's already over. It ain't over. It ain't over until a week after November 3rd. It is going to be closer than the polls suggest now. It isn't going to be some double digit Democratic landslide here, there, and everywhere. And there is a very strong base of support for trump not the majority of which is of course not racist i didn't mean to suggest that i'm talking more about the president's messaging than about his base
1: clearly pandering to people's
0: but but i think you're wrong when you say that the country is not at this moment in this crisis rejecting the president's leadership it is because there is none there is none. I, the, Mark, I, I, right. polling, I'll tell you, if the, the right, don't the, talk the, over each other. The polling, let me just finish. The polling on Trump's handling of the crisis is much more dire than the polling on who uh, the electorate
2: favors for president.
1: I know. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a mistake to paint the country with a broad brush. Yeah, and
2: I, too. And I, I think that's fair enough. That's what Hillary Clinton tried to do, it's right? It's she it's tried it's to say this that the only supporters are is these basket of deplorables. No, no, and, no. And, and you know, and 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 she fell right into that trap.
0: We're not doing that. First of all, I'm going to remind you. You just guys did it. It. I didn't. I you, I, I, you kind of the did the equivalent it, but of it.
2: You fell into the trap. You right. said I am
0: talking about the president's rhetoric. I'm not talking about his. No, supporters. I understand. And it was and, a mistake,
2: and you misspoke. But it doesn't take much, right? And, so did she.
0: Okay. If <laughs> if you if the Trump campaign strategy for reelection is to wait for the Democratic Party to hand it an issue. No.
1: No, but it's that, the mindset, Mark. And oh, what I'm saying is I'm there. hearing all of my Mark Alderman-like friends, although there's only one Mark Alderman. And you and I hear from me. What I your, have, go ahead. I have, but it's it's what you just said. It is painting with the broad brush. It's a, it's forgetting. Look, on, I as think as there's another no country out there.
0: As as this as, this we don't I, live in hey, suburban, hey, hey.
2: See Philadelphia, New York, right? Jim. One of us, from one
0: of us grew up. Anymore. One of us grew up in Trump country. Two of us didn't. I know what's out there. I know who's out there. I have friends out there. I grew up there. in
2: South Jersey. That's Trump country. But,
1: but I <laughs> was born in, sure, and lived for the sure. first five years of my life in Kentucky. Mark, so <laughs> fair
0: enough. I'll give you those five years. I will give so, you Kentucky. I'm not taking the sh- the sh- i from the country, horrible. but I, I mean, I, I listen, I, listen. I do, let I, me I, be very you, clear man. what I'm saying because you you guys are looking for a good radio here, but I'm not gonna give it to you. Let me be very clear what I'm saying, okay? At this moment in time, a clear majority of the country has rejected Trump's leadership on the coronavirus crisis. That to me is unarguable. That does not mean that this election is over by a million miles. It isn't. And what I hear, Howard, much more than what you're reporting, what I hear is fear. I hear fear in everyone's voice I talk to that, that we are going to l- let it get away And that is what this campaign is focused on. The Biden campaign is focused on not letting it get away. There is no complacency. And you guys for months ganged up on me about Biden being in the basement. You know what? Right now, (laughs) the Biden campaign strategy is working just fine. But this thing is a long way from over. I, so
2: speaking I, of strategy, let's let's change course. And I think one little bit of news is that Trump's campaign changed leadership this since I was last just going to ask him. I was just going to ask. And, him and what my we... friend Bill Stepien took over. Uh, Bill's out of Governor Christie's camp. Ran his campaigns. Uh, very sharp guy, good organizer, and quite frankly, very aggressive. So I think you're going to see. Some changes in terms of messaging coordination, the right and the left hand kind of being on the same page i I, I think you're going to see a lot of that begin to improve um, you know Bill was also in the um, in the White House with me. he served as the political director in the White House, so he also knows how the White House operates and understands how the messaging comes out of there. I think all of that is good news for the president. Um, you know, sure, maybe, I,
1: you, look, maybe you can tell great. us how the White House operates.
2: <laughs> but he understands how the messaging works its way out, right? And, and he knows that all too well, and he knows Trump. And he's been with him for a long time now. And he's also been with another political figure that is very aggressive, speaks from the hip, you know, Chris Christie. Of, and one, he knows how to manage that too.
0: One of the very few highlights, very few I underscore highlights of the Cleveland convention that you took me and Howard to Jim was meeting Bill Seppian with you he's a formidable guy it's a it's an ominous development for the democrats that somebody so capable is now in charge but it's the same candidate it's the same candidate and we'll see we'll see if if he is able to move the needle, I expect he will this thing is not a' it's yeah, not going to be a ten point election. The country is too divided for and that. I just
2: remember two, two, was it wasn't that long ago that we mark were doing television and in the wake of Billy Bush weekend, you know there were a lot of people hanging their heads, and a lot of folks on the Democratic side saying this is over and a, a lot of Republicans walking away from Donald Trump. And that was that was your that was your first October surprise of many, but Billy Bush weekend was a telling moment. Dip in the polls had big impact on Trump. He stayed the course and took those few, last few weeks and pulled out the election. So you can't, by no means, should anybody be writing this guy
1: off. Agreed. Agreed. I can't imagine However, another 4 years of this. At the moment, at the moment I'd be us, us the
2: podcasts.
1: Say, all right, that's true. I mean, I think we'll probably have to shut it down if Biden wins because the boredom boredom factor We're will gonna be We're going to
0: be too busy fixing the country to do uh, these podcasts.
1: Well,
2: all while Joe Biden sleeps in the White House somewhere.
0: It's okay by me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want him to get his rest. <laughs> it i mean we, and we should talk in one of these shows not today necessarily about what a biden administration looks like we've talked a lot about what the trump administration looks like uh, in in real time but yeah it, if if it goes as it is going today if and that's a major major qualification uh there's going to be some big stuff coming out of Washington.
1: Yeah, and, there is.
0: And it's going to be there'll be enough material for a podcast and by the way, oh. uh, the oh, yeah. three of us will remain
1: uh, too busy. Well, because he's going to make a 30-year-old bartender his secretary of energy apparently. So, you, love you know, that, that talking <laughs> that'll and be some good way- material.
2: <laughs> You, on, the platform was co-written by bernie sanders you guys
0: so.
2: eat
0: yeah,
1: let's, number let's, one we missed that point about, let's, let's talk about let's talk a, what about power. what a biden administration will look like
0: let's talk about one point in particular okay the two of you have yucked it up on this podcast about joe biden banning fracking in pennsylvania the only problem with that is that it ha- bears no more relation to reality than anything that uh, the White House sends out in its talking points. Did you read oh, that the, the platform? Oh, the Secretary Ocasio-Cortez. Did you oh, read great. the platform? The task force, it's not the platform. Well, he
1: had said it, Mark. He changed it in right. the platform.
0: Correct. Oh, I. He seen, had said it. Okay, so we're going to rely on everything anybody's ever said, rather than their written policy position, in the. Uh, when you're, campaign. I think it
1: was fair to talk of that. Absolutely. Is what no, you no, I'm
0: not suggesting for president. I'm not suggesting it wasn't fair to yuck it up like you two jokers did. How about <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed that neither of you came on with a retraction and a correction, but so be it. But look,
1: personnel is policy. She's not and, and you know she's not going to be the energy secretary. Personnel is policy as far as what the administration would look like it's all about who gets these jobs i expect it to look a lot like the obama administration because i think you'll get a lot of obamarama coming back in
0: yeah yeah but you guys love this aoc secretario uh ocasio cortez in energy except that if you read the task force report i'm happy to read it to you if uh if you're having trouble with the words, it
2: rejects the Green New Deal. It rejects okay. the Green New It just repackages the Green New Deal, Mark. You're, that's all. It just repackages Mark, it. Mark. I want to make it pretty. And it's acceptable.
1: absurd. The it is line, absurd. It's still Green that, New Deal. We know it's all for show, but it's absurd that he gave his energy policy task force lead to a 30-year-old first-term member of Congress whose previous qualifications- I wouldn't have done it. Her office we're, a bar, were bartending. I wouldn't have done it. I agree with you. I wouldn't have done it.
0: But let's see what the platform looks like. Let's see, by the way, Jim, uh, what's happening with your convention? Our convention, I can talk about if anybody's interested. The candidate is going to Milwaukee. He's- and others are going to be in a studio with an audience socially distanced but there are no delegates going no delegates are going to milwaukee the the business of the convention is all virtual are you guys still pretending
2: that anyone's going to jacksonville something going on in jacksonville I don't know what that's going to be.
1: <laughs> okay. I don't get I, any of this. Why is anybody letting these guys out of the basement? I don't get it. Oh, I'm but, with
0: you. I would do the studio from Wilmington, but there's going to be, uh, believe me, the highest priority of the Biden campaign, which is one reason he doesn't go far from home, is keeping him healthy. Yeah. I and, mean... and, and I'm sure with the, the president as well. But Jim, are you going to Jacksonville? I'm not. I'm not good. good decision. Did Michelle have a vote in that? I she, hear- did,
2: she, <laughs> did, she did not, but, okay. uh, but I decided I was not going to
1: Jacksonville. Well, good. Um, I can do
2: CNN from Washington or New York
1: all good from their okay. studio. All right, guys. Well, to, uh, to be continued and, um, we will be back next week. Time tbd but this was fun as always and have a great week see you guys have a good week thanks guys
0: thank you for listening to the beltway briefing if you liked our
2: show subscribe on itunes or spotify and while you're at it drop us a rating to learn more about the beltway briefing or cozen o'connor public strategies please visit our website at copublicstrategies.com